you've got a story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of ABNT's Beyond the Bank. Today, I'm thrilled to be sitting down with my latest guest, local farmer and member of ABNT's board of directors, Justin Jones of Jones Planting Company. Welcome, Justin, and thanks for taking the time to come in and chat with me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, it seems like we've been trying to find a good time to do this for over a year now, so I'm glad it's finally you know, come together. Uh, for those listeners who might not realize what uh, life is like for those of you who choose to make your living in the fields, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, why we had to wait until this time of the year to kind of sit down and do this. Well, in our business, we, we're typically really busy in the spring, uh, always when the crops are, are starting to flourish and, and, and come back out and grow. Summertime gets into the grind of irrigating and spraying and everything else. And, and sometimes you have downtime, sometimes you, you're wide open. It's, it's never, it's always hard to pin down. Then all of a sudden it, the, the summertime ends and then we're in the, in the field harvesting the crop. And, and again, it, it, it flows really good. And sometimes with the weather, it just has a lot of speed bumps and it takes forever to get through. So this year was a good harvest. So, yeah, we we kind of push it off to the winter time, which is our I used to call it our downtime. But with everything going on, there is no downtime anymore. So uh, it's just one of those like, hey, just pick a date. We got to we got to pin it up. And just do it. So that's kind of <laughs> I'm just as busy now as I will, will be in July or I will be in August. So. Well, I do appreciate you making the time. And, and and really the reason I wanted to even bring that up, you know, I grew up in Albany, but I'm a city boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't come from farm families, don't know anything about farming, but we have these preconceived ideas yeah. of what farming is. And so it really wasn't until I got into doing some banking for farmers until I started to realize that every aspect of their life is different. The way their money moves, the way their bills have to be paid, the way their lives just have to revolve around what they're doing for their job. And so I'd like to spend a little bit of time today talking about, you know, what it's like to live that kind of life and, um, you know, just kind of talk about your you know, farming in general, but then I also want to talk specifically about what you're doing uh, and some of the exciting stuff you've got going on there. So yeah. backing up just a little bit, talk to me about, uh, you know, getting into farming. Did you grow up in a farming family? I did. Um, <clears throat> I had some great uncles. Most of my family is from early County. Okay. And most of that, those great uncles and, and were farmers that my dad grew up in the summer times hanging out with. My my grandfather was a, this is my dad's side of the family, was an insurance salesman and, and Liberty Mutual. And then my mom's family was from Atlanta. So my dad's side is kind of where I got the farming background. So my dad would spend his summers with his uncles in the farm doing that and this. And gotcha. so he, he really liked it. And then he had an opportunity to uh, go to Nilo plantation and they had an operate an operating farm there and he was the farm manager so my summers were spent on the farm at nilo with with dealing with peanuts and corn and cons and so uh you know it, it wasn't our farm but it was our farm i mean it, it's sure. one of those things where i mean my dad was there for 30 36 years i believe so i mean Ooh. it's uh um it, we, we took a lot of pride in the crops just, I mean, yeah. So it, I, I guess it is a, yeah, I grew up on a farm it, uh, and that's, that's, it's hooked me. I mean, but they, a lot of the older timers say, you know, you, you, you can't get that dirt out of you. I mean, and, as, <laughs> and, and I'm there, I mean, it's, it, you turn around and have a bad year or this or that, and you just shake your head and then, then all of a sudden it gets warm again and you get excited to do it again. So yeah, it, it's in you. So you, so you, so it's safe to say that you sort of knew as a young person that that you wanted to kind of grow up and be involved in farming. I definitely wanted to be in the ag side for sure, and and obviously my love was was in the dirt on on the production side of it, okay. but also realized that if I was going to do it, I, I kind of wanted to try to do it on my own uh, for myself. Um, our our life growing up was wonderful, and and we didn't want for anything but uh, it was just one of those things where i wanted it myself i guess you could say not to be selfish or anything but it's just like anybody wants to own their own business i was kind of the same way and so uh 
when I got out of college, I, I, I went to the, the, uh, I, I had met a lot of the salesmen that, that worked and handled business for my dad, like chemical sales or fertilizer gotcha. sales, that seed, that kind of stuff. And that was about the closest way that I could get to the farm. Okay. And, um, so that's kind of the route that I, I I'd picked to, to say, Hey, let's, that was my first kind of uh, resume going out to those places outside of college. And, gotcha. and that's how kind of I got started in the ag sector. So more about uh, the types of business that support farming than actually jumping right into planting and growing and all that. kind. Of exactly. Stuff. I mean, if there would have been a farm sitting there with my name on it and a tractor and some farm and some field ready to go, I'd have done it, but it just, you know, nothing works out that way. And so I, you know, I, I kind of had to meander my way through the maze to figure out, Hey, I'm in the ag sector, but how, how do I get to there? And so, oh, yeah. Now, talk to me a little bit. What were the dominoes that sort of fell that that got you from that point to you know where you are today, owning a farm and doing what you dreamed of doing? It's it's really you go back. I, I go back and think about it now, and the way that it happened is just um, you know a lot of it's hard work and, and seeing that that um, as a I guess a young college student out out of fresh out of Athens and here I come back to the farm or come back to this area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew how to work. Work doesn't bother me. I mean, I, 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 I've always said I can lose everything I got and I, and I still got these, as long as I got these hands to work, I will be fine. And I'm so, um, I, I got in with a company that, uh, did business with my dad, Tri-County Ag, up yeah. in Smithfield, Georgia with, mm-hmm. with Eddie Scholler and Tommy Bryan. And, uh, um, it, it, it's a funny thing. Tommy's son, Luke, mm-hmm. the the country music guy, he he had just left, gotcha, and went to Nashville, and so he was kind of the young blood of that company. And when Tommy pushed him to leave, about four months later, Tommy and I had a happenstance meeting in the road one day, passed each other in the road, and I called him. I said, "Mr. Tommy, I'm fresh from college. You know, I'm looking. You know, I, I was working at the time with a company that I knew wasn't just right fit, but it was, you know, it was it was a job." I'm and, with you. Uh, I had a couple of that. <laughs> and so I, I called Tommy and I said, Tommy, I just, you know, I really have seen y'all work with dad over the years. And I, you know, if y'all have anything open, you know, let me know. And so about two days later, we we sit down for lunch. And a week later, I started at Tri-County Ag with those boys. And those guys, Tommy and Eddie, were were um, very instrumental in me in showing me of um I knew the gist of putting a seed in the ground and a crop grows and you harvest it. They showed me how the world works in the business side of it and, and really opened up my eyes because they were, we're dealing with, you know, multiple hundred, 150 customers of farmers Mm -hmm. that that farm row crops, you know, cotton, corn and peanuts or vegetables or pecans or, or something, it was something different. So there's a different road for everybody's Mm -hmm. farm. But, um, so that, that rocked along for that was in oh two okay. um I graduated college in December of oh one decided to stay for one fall football season <laughs> made it <laughs> made it a four and a half year event and uh, come back home in the spring started with them in the fertilizer season and back in those days uh and, and still that's one of the beauties about tri county egg it was a it was a uh Privately owned company, Tom mm-hmm. and Eddie owned the company, but they were Kimnut dealers, which oh, is okay. a yeah. kind of umbrella uh, chemical supplier, mm-hmm. uh, grower, I mean, a dealer owned uh, supplier. And so that was a really unique family to to join into as far as not from just the, the private retailer, but also into the Kimnut family of being able to network with other dealers that are in the same boat. Say, hey. You know, uh, we were competing against the big guys at that time. I think uh, Helena Chemical Company, uh, maybe UAP, which is now CPS, and um, uh, a few of the other ones. I mean, it was it was kind of like David's versus Goliath mm-hmm. uh, kind of deal, and and the independents were the Davids. But I mean, you know, Tommy and Eddie, I had this saying that that I still use today about selling chemicals. You know, everybody can sell a fungicide. Everybody has the same herbicide we're going to sell it to you and service you better. We'll get it there to you faster. You know, everybody has fertilizer, but you know, we spent a lot of time in the field ourselves spreading fertilizer. I've been in a spreader truck right there beside Tommy 
many a days in 82 and, and the three of us. And, and I mean, I think it means a lot to when somebody sees the owner of the company coming in to do the work. Yeah. And, and here I was right here behind them tagging along and I could keep up with them. And then I got to a point where they taught me so much. I mean, you know, I was up underneath both of them's wing the whole time. I mean, uh, Tommy taught me a lot about the, the, the moving aspects of the business outside on the, on the field, the spreading, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, and Eddie taught me a bunch as far as the, the, the business of the business, uh, I'm with you. Or, or, or the business of Tri-County. And, um, and so I, I had a pretty good indoctrination by two really good yeah, folks in the like business. It. And, uh, you know, our motto was work hard, play hard. And we worked like hell. And we, and we had a lot of fun, too. Nothing <laughs> I mean, wrong with so, that, brother. Um, that's what life's about. That's right. And, and then um, I, I took a two-year uh, – I had an opportunity to go back. My wife's family is a, is a big farm operation in Terrell County. And they're very dear friends of mine and, and very close to them now. Uh, and I had a, I, I'd really gotten hankering to, to farm, um, you know, in the, on the farm, get into the production. And I had started a farming Eddie uh, and Tommy had actually um, uh, let me rent some land from them. I think I had uh, 40, five acres of soybeans in 2004 and that was my first like okay crop this is the first seed i have physically put in the ground and and, and watched over it <laughs> and um i don't know how many miles i drove that summer like go up there to that farm i mean it was like 40 something miles from the house and but i looked at it like every day you know <laughs> just, sorry. i mean it was like a, my child and so um but I, I built those acres up. I mean, I went from 40 to maybe you know 70 or, and then 100 something. And then I had an opportunity to go and work with my wife's family, who are the Lees out of Bronwood, okay. uh, Ronnie Lee and, and, and yeah. his sons, Neil and Chandler and Ron. And, gotcha. you know, I, I learned how to farm those two years. I, I, I knew how to farm, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to farm profitable, you know, what, what these numbers were and how it how this worked and this worked in those two years, I mean, was, uh, really opening on that. And I loved it, man. I loved it. But at the end of the day, and this is no, uh, bad way towards them. It's, it's just life. But at the end of the day, my last name wasn't Lee. Sure. And, uh, and I knew that, and I had an opportunity to go back to tri County and, and, um, and, and as a partner with Eddie and Tommy and I did. So I went back to tri County. Okay. And from there, we just kicked off just right where we left off. I mean, it was, a, um, uh, I, I gained a lot more experience from the, with what the farmers that I was actually dealing with mm-hmm. at Tri-County, what they were really going through from my two years. Sure. With Walking with, in their shoes. Exactly right. Of actually being on the physical, like operating farm. And so it put a new perspective in my idea when I went back to Tri-County of like, you know, you know, yeah, we, we we can help a little bit more because I know what it would mean for us if we can do it. And and so I really saw what Eddie and Tommy had built over those years and it, you know, still instilled into me. And so I took a little bit more responsibility off of, off of Eddie and off of Tommy and then, and got more and more deep in the business. And, uh, it's, it's fun to be in a business where you don't have to worry about, um, your your partners so mm-hmm. called them and they're like they were like family sure and, and uh, eddie nor tommy i never was worried about my interest in that company it was just always like you know hey we're here today to work and to and to do the best we can and it wasn't like hey we, li- we need to look at the financials this month i need to make sure that my interest is covered or this or that or something sure. being a part a new partner and i mean it never crossed my mind it was just you know, I was just so gracious to be in that spot that it just worked yeah. and, and made things happen. I mean, it's just, uh, I go back to those days and, and we were, we weren't, I don't want to say like king of the mountain or anything like that, but we were making a pretty good name for the, for the, ourselves in that business. We had swapped over to a lot of pecan business and, and, and we were really, um, had a, a good hold into that market. It felt, you know, it felt good to be mm-hmm. uh, in a part of a business where folks, you know, 
hey, if this comes to mind, you better call Tri County or you better call these guys. Yeah. You know, need something done, call call Justin or Eddie or Tommy. You know, they'll they'll make it happen. You know, when nobody else can do it, they can do it. That's pretty powerful marketing right there. So I mean, it, it just went back to to work. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of Saturdays, a lot of Sundays, and and with that, we were in the peanut business as well. And so, I got a, a good. My falls turned into we'd stop, we'd spread fertilizer nonstop from. You know, we'd spread lime in January, February. We spread fertilizer from March, April, May, and a little bit into June and July, and then the rest of it was chemical sales. And then when most folks were relaxing, we were picking back up, fixing to get into the peanut buying point. So we were buying peanuts from the public. So it was a. It's just never stopped. I mean, it's kind of the way that I'm geared now. If I, I feel like if I'm sitting there needing something to do, something's wrong. I mean, it's like <laughs> there is no downtime anymore. So it's, uh, um, but I all the folks that I've, you know, I was in the ag school at Georgia and, and getting into that business, I come back and I was like, Hey, I know you <laughs> remember, you know, remember we had a class together and there was, huh. it's that kind of community or that kind of network and, and family from school that, that's, that's passed crazy. down. I still see folks today and, and, uh, it's, it's funny. Matter of fact, I'm partners with one or two that were, that we knew each other in Athens, haven't seen each other in a long time, but now we got a business or something together. It's, it's very neat. And then, and then I go back to the chemical, to the chemical world or the, or the retail side. Sure. And it was that same way. I mean, I, there's not very few places I don't go or sit down for lunch or something in, in South Georgia or like, I know them. Well, yeah. you got both sides of it covered. Exactly right. I, hey, I, Went to a meeting and you know, um, Destin and they were there. I remember, we ate dinner or something. It's just kind of those. It's, it's a small world in the ag community. I mean, it's a, the ag community in in this area, which I'm sure it's like this everywhere else. Of all the friends I've made, it, it's it's family. I mean, you you, sure. you you all know each other somehow, or another connected, and and there's very little animosity between. Um, we all dealing with the same. Yesterday, we all had the same stuff. problems, just on different scales. So I mean, it's uh, and the same. The same blue sky or not blue sky over your crops. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Now, uh, Justin, we've talked a lot about you know in sort of generalities and in looking back at history, but I, I do want to fast forward into today and give people a glimpse of you know kind of where you're at personally today. What what you're doing in the farm world? Yeah. So. Let's go back to 18, 2018. Uh, I'd made the decision. Uh, my brother, let's see, my brother came back to out of school in 2009, I believe it was. Okay. And so uh, him and I, well, I, 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 by then I had a, a pretty good little size farming operation together. I was doing the farm and Tri-County simultaneously. Um, the rule with that was, was, the customers of Tri-County always come first. Sure. Their farm's always second fiddle. So there was a lot of late nights, early mornings, Saturdays, Sundays on the farm, trying I'm to make you. sure that got taken care of. And so when Garrett come back, I said, uh, you need to go work for somebody. And so he went to work for Eddie on his farm. I said, "You, this is different from what we grew up with. I said, it's the same concept, but it's, it's just totally, it's, it's different. You need to go see if this is what you want to do. And so he did. And then uh, two years later, him and I formed uh, Jones Brothers Farms and and I made him partner with me. I said, you I said, you run the farm. I'll guide you on, you know, we'll, we'll talk about plans and mm -hmm. what to plant, that kind of stuff. But as far as the day to day, it's your this is your uh, responsibility. And we brought along really good and had some some good times. And, and then we got on some some rough times with crops went bad. and. Um, I learned a lot about the really, I think uh, him and I both did more importantly me, cause I was kind of the, the bookkeeper of it. I, I was the one that handled the numbers and this or that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, really learned a lot about business, not farm, not farm business or not any kind of other business, but just business. I I'm mean, with you, you know, expenses and, and, and different costs of this and that and True how it, financial projections that related to what you're doing. That's right. And it, it is so different. I mean, I've enjoyed being on the board of the bank because I can look at the numbers once a month, whereas there's a farm on a farming operation. There's only really one time a year that you really want to look mm -hmm. at numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's that's not a pretty picture until exactly the end right. of the year. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but it, it, it started to open my eyes about how I look at different businesses, um, especially 
that I'm in today, I get that back of how I learned that farm operation back in the 12, 13, 14, 15 years, Sweet. those kind of years. So go back to 2000 or let's fast forward to 2018. My brother had an opportunity to go back to the farm that we grew up on at Nilo. Oh, okay. And they offered him, you know, my brothers, we moved to that farm when I was six. My brother was, was uh, six months old, I believe. So he, he loves it. He really did. Absolutely. Yeah. He, I mean, he did. He, he did. And so he had an opportunity to go back and, and, um, my dad was getting close to retirement. The general manager of the place was, uh, getting close to retirement. And so they asked him about if he'd be interested. And of course, with that kind of farm and, and job comes a lot of perks as far as, you know, hunting and it's a and good opportunity. It, it is. It really is. I mean, um, the job's only been open one time in the last 70 years. So, I mean, yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, I, he was really torn about it. I said, you need to take this opportunity if you really want to do it. And yeah. we were, we were, we were trying to build on a farm operation at the same time. And we were working, I mean, we were working a lot. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you look at what could be. And I, I had no animosity whatsoever. I wanted him to do what he wanted to do. And so I, I told him, I said, you need to, you need to do this because yeah. I can see that you want to do it or want to try it and you'll be kicking yourself if you don't. Yeah. And so in 18, he decided that, that, uh, that he was going to go back to the, to Nilo. And, but it also unbeknowingly opened up a door for me to say, you know, um, we had sold Tri-County, Eddie and Tommy, and I had sold Tri-County, or they did. I mean, it was their decision, and I, I backed them or whatever they sure. wanted to do. And they sold Tri-County, and, and we had uh, some con contract obligations to stay. And, and my time period was going to be up. And I said, you know, this is a, an opportunity for me to go back to all the farm. Yeah. Know, to, to, this is what I was thinking about in 02 has happened in 18 if I take this chance. So July 31st, 2018 was my last day at Tri-County. In August 1st, I was self-employed. Boom. And uh, For real self-employed. Yep. And then around October the 10th or 11th, I believe it is, is Hurricane Michael. Hurricane, Hill. yeah. And we had, the, we had the most amazing crop. We had it. We had it. We had it in the bag. Well, let me say. That's, not that's, quite that's, in the bag. I think so. That's, <laughs> uh, in, these, in farming terms, that's not true. <laughs> we had the crop on the hook. How about that? I'll take it. And uh, Hurricane Michael come through and uh, wiped us out. I mean, it. it uh, I, I don't discuss numbers with people, but in a six-hour time period, we had a a, a, a big seven-figure swing sure. from green to red. Yep. And, um, you know, that was tough. It was scary. That was really tough. I mean, because it was, uh, you know, a, a few tropical storms had come in those years and knocked some limbs down and, hey, it hurt the peanuts a little bit, this or that. But, uh, but that type of storm come through and, and, and do what it did to the crop was we had a lot of cotton that year. And we, you know, it, it was just a, a late year in general. So we'd only picked 6 7% of the crop or something. And then um, wake up to to it gone. I mean, it was a seventy right at a sixty. My, our figures were right at close to a sixty-seven, sixty-eight percent loss. And um, you know that was uh, that was tough to swallow. I mean, it was. I mean, it was just like what in the world have? It was two different reasons. What in the world have I done? <laughs> I just yeah. I left. I just left a great paying job which i i never burn bridges i mean i could go back sure I, I, I feel like i could go back tomorrow if i wanted to I, I really keep in touch with with everybody there they're they're like family anyway but it, it opened my eyes like my gosh you know what is, what do we do and then it's just one of those things where i guess the ag side starts coming out and you just like you know what you know step by step one step at a time what's you know Let's, let's figure this out. Let's mm -hmm. get this out. And then, and, and with that, I look back on it now and I don't wish I don't ever happen again, but that hurricane opened up opportunities that I'm in now that never would have happened in 18 or 19 or years forward. Sure. 
Um, it's just, you know, life is weird how that works out. And, and I it was is. a victim of it and, uh, or not a victim. I was a recipient of it. Um, and so, um, we got past 18, we, we fought through, um, you know, I, I think I got a real education as far as how the, um, the real world works, <laughs> I guess you could say with, yeah. with, with trying to meander through a business struggling with a bank and then trying to work with USDA on disaster and this sure. or that. And well, I'm sure you got insurance, insurance everything mm-hmm. else. I mean, all that. And, um, um, you know, we pressed ahead and I become an expert. I wouldn't say an expert, <laughs> but I become very knowledgeable on everything that I needed to know on insurance, mm-hmm. on disaster, on this. I mean, to the point where, I felt like anybody could call me and I was going to know because again, it goes back to a lot of the the people I'd met along the way. And I've always been industry, um, uh, active, you know, in the peanut industry, I, I, I always was part of a organization or something. And I went through a peanut leadership Academy, let alone met a lot of folks went when I was, you know, simultaneously growing cotton. I did that. I, I got involved with, things like the Georgia Cotton Commission or the National Cotton Council and met a lot of folks that, that deal with this kind of stuff in Washington or, or Atlanta or something like that. So with you. You, you have a lot of outlets that you can start to pull on or, or not really pull on, but just get, get information. I mean, yeah. That's what we needed was just, Hey, how does this, Who do work? I to call? Who how's this going to work? How do, what do I need to get set up for to make this work? And, and I had a lot of contacts I could call because of just being active in my industry. Sure. And so, um, uh, I, I get a lot of that from like, um, the leaves, uh, the leaves. Uh, I saw what Ronnie has done with the cotton. I mean, he has, you know, been a champion for cotton for years. And then the same thing with, with Ron and the gin and or Neil with, with other peanuts or something like that. And so Ronnie Lee really got me started on a bunch of that as far as being, you know, just don't be, you know, just don't. Just be part of an industry that you're going yeah. to you know, make, try to make it better. And so uh, I did that and, and got involved with a bunch of stuff. And so it helped me get through those times. Um, you know, we go back to, you know, the, the trying times, um, seven, 2017 mm-hmm. on, you know, the January 2nd, yep. straight line winds. I mean, we brought tractors to town. We picked up limbs and sawed up stuff nonstop because it was it was just what you had to do. I, I was raised to help people. Yeah. I mean, it was like second nature. I mean, we went to town cutting up trees. January 22nd rolled around. Storms come through. Tornado comes through. Nilo, the, the place I grew yeah. up, uh, you know, 500 yards from my parents' house sitting and sitting next. I mean, right through when that thing come through. It could have been disastrous. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Uh, you know, it hit one of our farms. It took out five pivots that we were getting ready, you know, to start putting crops in yeah, two yeah. months. And all of a sudden there's no irrigation out there. So, you know, we get through that. And then, and then September 11th, Hurricane Irma comes through. Yep. Um, uh, I was in Chicago at the time watching my Bulldogs play the Notre Dame. I mean, it was a, it was a great trip to come home to like trying to get down an interstate with trees all over. It's like, I don't want to do this, but let's go back to Chicago. <laughs> I mean, this is bad down here. Yeah. And so, uh, I say that it was like, by the time the hurricane got here, it was like, all right, you know, here's another one. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's roll up your sleeves, get, roll up sleeves and get to it again. And that's, that's, you know, we did it. We picked up a lot of trees. I mean, we, we, we had pecans then. And, um, I think it was over 2000 trees, what we lost. And we, we, we moved just about every one of them one by one. I mean, it, it took months, but we did it. And so, so fast forward into from or, or from hurricane into now, I think the hurricane kind of um, really got some older. Well, I don't say older, but yes, older farmers, the, mm-hmm. the older generation is like, you know what? I this can't is, do this anymore. I, I could be wiped out. Everything I work for could be wiped out in one night. I think I'm going to get out or I want to change my plan or this or that. So it opened up opportunities for a younger 
upper cumber to say, hey, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, give it up and lease this land out. Do you want to lease it? Yeah, I'll, you know, looking to gain acres, I'll do it. And so with that, it, it kind of changed to the point where um, we had some opportunities in pecans where it got to the point where I was going to have to make some changes to be able to take on more pecan acres. And at the time, the citrus bug was out there. We were mm-hmm. talking about it, looking at it, studying on it. And so um, I made a decision to to get out of the row crops and concentrate on the pecans. And oh, so yeah. um, that's what's kind of got me to this point. And when I did that row crop, it was – I was doing uh, row crops – and then doing the pecans and then fixing to start the citrus. And at the time, um, and, and still is today, the, the labor of finding somebody to 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 really entrust in, in with with a lot more responsibility wasn't there. So I knew I, I said, I got to give up something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the, the road crops were, as much as I love doing, I still love it. I still ride and look at crops. I'll get out and walk. If I'm next to it, I walk out there and look and see how many nodes on a cotton plant or this or that. I mean, I, I still like looking at that, but it's just, and I, I had a bigger opportunity in pecans and I had an even bigger opportunity in the citrus. So yeah. I was like, all right, you know, row crops, you're, you're out. Let's go, let's go full force in that. So okay. that's kind of how I sit today with, with being um, heavily uh, farming pecans and then neck deep in the citrus industry. Uh, the the emerging Georgia citrus industry. Well, and talk a little bit about that. And I know we're getting up on uh, on some time here, but you know that to me is fascinating that there that there's, you're part of a sort of a would say emerging because it's been here for a minute now, but it still hadn't taken off like I think we expected to. Right, uh, citrus farming in South Georgia. So just talk to me a little bit about how that is uh, how, how you got into it, but how it's a little different than what you've been doing before. So. I originally looked at blueberries or, and then I got to looking at blackberries. I, I knew I wanted to do something now that I was completely on my own mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting any younger. I was like, you know, I, I, I think the, the specialty crops and, and more of a way to go directly. Um, I, I use this analogy too, that in, in the future, the farming industry is going to be where you have to make money on your crop past the farm gate. Whereas when I, when I started in it, we sold the crop on a truck that was going to somewhere. And once it left the farm, you're done. I was done. And, uh, and that, that was, uh, work and it's, and it still works to a certain point now, but you look at any business, you know, the, the more vertically integrated they are, the better they're going to be for yep. the future. And so that kind of caught my eye on the farming too. I started realizing that like, Hey, you know, I need to, I need to get closer to the consumer of my product that I'm growing. So I started looking at, at, um, some type of specialty crop. And like I said, blueberries was my first option and we started on it hard. And, um, then I got looking at blackberries and I just have to be with a, with a, uh, a blackberry grower that, uh, out of, uh, Berrien County that was kind of showing me his operation. And he's like, you ought to look at the citrus. He said, I keep hearing this stuff about the citrus and I'd heard a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I said, okay, you know, and, and so I did, I started looking at the citrus and started looking at this and that on it and doing, doing my research and running my numbers and all. I was like, you know, this is, this is neat. This is far as a, this is an industry that's, that's so, so new in this area. Yep. And I'll be honest with you, a, a lot of the, I go back and you look at the names of like the peanut industry that I've heard for years of like, you know, this peanut industry wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these group of people sure. or, or this, you know, this, this bank wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this group of people. Is that kind of like that? And I was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a cool opportunity. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if the citrus industry takes off and, and you were on the front end of it? I mean, that's, yeah. you know, this is what you've been, I was talking to myself here and like, this is, yeah. This is what you've been wanting to get on something where you can get, you know, kind of write the script for this market. And, and here it is. And so with that, I was like, you know, I, of course, I, I did my due diligence and, and did my numbers and 
and saw the reality of what it was. And at the end of the day, it's still just work. Yeah. It's, it's still farming. You still you're yep. taking care of a tree. You know that that um, instead of a cotton plant that grows really fast in three months, you're taking care of a tree that's going to be there for thirty years. So yeah, yep. a lot of a lot of uh, sit back and waiting patience kind of deal. But anyway, I got set to to plant citrus. Uh, I had a good friend that I was in the con business with, um, uh, a, another mentor that, that meant a lot to me and, and, and helped me a lot was Joe West. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was in the peanut business, real successful guy. And, and, um, me and him had some, some business dealings together and, and we had cons together, that kind of stuff. And so we looked at it and, and I kind of brought him up to speed and said, Hey, this is, this is opportunity. And, you know, if you I'd like for you to be part of it, you know, and, and kind of, kind of uh, really, I mean, there's no other word for prop kind of prop me up. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't have the funds to, to go on this kind of uh, in, endeavor. I'm not scared of it, but, and, but, uh, you know, I promise that it, it'll be good for us. I believe it'll so, make us money. We just right. got to get there. And so, um, we, we set up and formed Jones West citrus and, um, in 2019, we planted our first uh, citrus crop, and from there, um, we added another acreage in twenty, mm-hmm. and then it's grown into. You know, I had a real revelation as far as the the industry to say, "All right, you've got your trees planted. Now you got to work on your other part of the equation, which is." How do you make money on it past the farm gate? I'm with you. And so we started looking at, um, or I started kind of meeting folks in the industry and started going to the uh, Cold Hardy Citrus Association, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was a North Florida, Georgia Florida. industry. I started, you know, got involved with the Georgia Citrus Association, just meeting folks, you know, going to these meetings and, and networking and this and that and say, hey, you know, I'm from, I got trees in Lee County, Georgia. Really? Yeah. Nobody's, I said, as far as I know, I'm the only one, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and, and I started meeting just, you know, luck would have it. Some of the right people. And we got to talking. It's like, you know, these trees are going to be producing here in a few years. What are we going to do with them? Now I, I, I had made some marketing plans. I'd went to Atlanta and talked to some folks that I knew as far as marketing and it had enough information to say, yes, the Florida industry is, is getting killed right now with this disease and there's a need for citrus. And, but it's one of those things like, well, I can't help you until you got something to sell. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a small leap of faith to say, okay, I'm going to plant these trees and I've talked to these people, but I, I, I can't sell them air right now. I have to sell citrus, but it's going to take me three years to get there. Okay. Let's, let's go. And so that's kind of what we did. So going back to the, to the, the other side of it, was like, hey, there's going to have to be a packing shed put in this thing eventually. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I met up with some guys that I went to school with, one of the guys that, uh, up in Fort Valley in the peach industry. Um, and they had formed an organization where they were marketing most of the peaches through their family operations. The peach industry has kind of shrunk down. And so they had an opportunity to form together. And this gotcha. guy and another guy and, and another one of their partners formed this company where they are the marketing arm for all the Georgia peaches now. They, I think it's like 98% of them they market. And so basically it was a, it was a new technique of just basically, I say new technique, it was just uh, collaborating together yeah. instead of the, these retailers picking them apart individually. Mm-hmm. They formed a wall and these three guys were the only one that had the key to the door to, and they'd oh, open wait, the yeah. door. And so who, who wants to buy these peaches? Well, then you put the competition on the other side of the door. Yep. And so the, the, the peach industry has really come back and kind of thrive just from, just from the marketing side of it. And so these guys went out and got into these major retailers, which is a very hard feat to do because there's so much paperwork that goes with it. Food safety, this, that you got to be compliant. You got to be this, 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 this. And so they were already there. And so they're like, well, we we're in the retailers, but we need fruit. We need another crop. That's not, in our peach season and peaches is May, June, July. 
Well, citrus was going to be November, December, January, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So we kind of got serious, and and I mean, it happened over a month's time. Or I'd say less than that from when I first met up back up with these guys. Say, hey, you know, you need fruit. I need somebody to sell it. You know, we we seems like we need each other. Huh? Uh-huh. Sounds like a good match. And so um, I said, here's the here's the deal. I look at it as we we call it a three part. You know, I'm I'm a I'm the grower. You're C. You're the seller. We need a B. Why don't we own B together? And so that's what we did. We partnered up with, got some of the other growers uh, that were in the area that I knew, and then um um and it, I say this this wasn't my brainchild. I mean, I was neck deep in the formation of it. But once we kind of all formed together. We found a building over in Tifton, Georgia, and uh, we went over and looked at it. And then we sat on the on the porch of the Starbucks. That's the only place that we could find at like two o'clock that afternoon that let let us sit. So we sat on the porch of Starbucks one afternoon and developed what is now the Satsuma Company. Nice. And so we bought this building, and we went to Florida and bought a packing line, and and now we're packing fruit. Yeah. And uh, that in, you know, was the next step of like, I'm, I'm closer to the consumer. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit more leverage on my crop now. And so it's it's just, again, I go back and look. Well, like I said, at, at Hurricane Michael, if, if Hurricane Michael wouldn't have happened, we probably would have made a big crop and a lot of money in row crops. And none of this would have been on my mind. That's right. You know, and, and, Wow. This, this hasn't been – we're still swimming in a sea of debt with this. Sure, but sure. As with know, all new ventures. Exactly. But, you know, it's opportunity. And, yeah. and that opportunity would have never happened if Hurricane Michael wouldn't have happened. So, I, mean, I like it, that perspective. It, it, it all goes back around. Or I have seen it. It seems to do that. But um, so now, I mean, we're we're growing pecans. Um, you know, we have Jones Planning Company, the pecan growing operation. We have – Jones West Citrus, who um, who I, uh, I had the opportunity to 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 buy my partner out of. I mean, it was a very amicable split. It just worked, made more sense. Uh, and and um, you know, working with great people like that. I mean, I, I, I'm in business with a lot of the, or not not in business, but I I've always had the notion. I've heard it, and I really didn't go after this, but it just it just happened. I don't know how, but you know, you surround yourself with other good business folks, and and that has happened to me in my experience. I mean, I, I work with some of the best folks there are in business in this community mm-hmm. or in the industry, and um, you know, I, uh, I I hope to you know be able to pay that back to an up and young coming, you know, fresh out of Georgia or, or college <laughs> or, grad or I'm wherever. Like, you know, it just I. Um, it, that that would kind of put it in detail or, or not detail, but that would kind of put it full circle for me to know that, that I have you know done what somebody else did for me. And so, well, that's a pretty, you know, it's funny you mentioned that just because it, you know, don't sell yourself short. You, you know, you're very humble about, you've been, you've had wonderful people in your life that have taught you these things and have shown you these things, but it sounds to me like you've put your brain on, you brought a lot of stuff to the table too. I think the kind of person you are, the willingness to network, the willingness to build relationships with other people just out of genuine curiosity. I want to know more about what you do and who you are. Uh, don't lose sight of that. That's a pretty important thing, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely so. It's um, And not everybody's wired up that way to be looking to, 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 re- to readily recognize the hands up that have been given to them and realize that and have a willingness to do that to the next for the next group yeah yeah that says something about you well you know it's it's kind of started a little bit we've um we formed a um i say we um i've had in my mind since we've been in pecans it's like you know we got to get these pecans to the consumer you know Mm -hmm. everybody i talk to when they when they when i give them some pecans that we grow or we've done something they're like these are the best pecans i've ever had and then when you get up north where, you know, where there's no pecans grown, yeah, people really trip over themselves for them. Yeah. And it's like, 
we got to go get some of that. We got to go figure out how to do it. And so, um, there was a, a young man that I met, um, back when we were growing cotton, his family pulled weeds in our cotton fields. They had a crew of people that would come in and pull pigweeds. And this was back when the pigweed was just mm-hmm. eating us up. Couldn't spray nothing on it. We couldn't, you know, it was just. You had to pull it. Yeah. The only way to do it was pull it. So this young man showed up at 13 years old with his mother and his family and their workers, and they pulled weeds. And then they would be part of our limb crew in the pecan. Uh, once we started pecans in the wintertime, we have to, when we shake, we have to get the limbs up by sure. hand. But this young man struck me as like, you know, this is, this is, I don't know where or when, but this could be an opportunity. I, if I ever come across an opportunity where I can involve somebody like that, this is, I, I, so I've kept it in the back of my mind. And so in the last six to eight months, we formed a company. My wife and I were, were talking about it and, and we formed a, a company called Zoro Cons. And my, my wife is, the main partner and then this other young man is the other partner I, I told him i said hey i can't go do the traveling sales i have a wife and a family and, yeah, and yeah. time and, and businesses down here i said but i it, you love to travel and you're a great salesman i mean you, you know you're just a natural you can talk to anybody kind of person i said you know if you want to do it you know i'd love to try it and so we're we're and neck deep in starting that business and, and really yeah. looking forward to that. That's, that's, that's going to be a, I've often said a lot of things. I'm okay if it fails, but I can't stand not trying it. And so, uh, that's one of those things that if it fails, it fails, but I got, we're going to try it. I like and so it. I like it. we're fixing to start hitting, we're fixing to start, you know, moving some pecans, hopefully, uh, you know, something you can buy in a pack and eat and, and reorder yourself and, and know that they come right from, our farm in Lee County. So that's kind of, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And long overdue in that segment. Well, there's a bunch of, a bunch of my guys that I'm friends with different farmers, pecan farmers. They do it. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, and it's, it's very viable. I mean, they said the same thing. If you ever get it out there, it's, it's amazing how well oh, it yeah. takes off, yeah. but it's just getting it out there. And then when I, this individual, this young man, and, and, and I was like, this, this could work. This could really work. And so, but, uh, you know, I, I made mention of, of, one person just then I hadn't mentioned this whole time is, is my wife. And I mean, there's a, people don't realize and it's, it's like this within the industry, but farming is not eight to five nope. at all. And it's not five days a week. It's, it's, it's when you can get it, mm-hmm. when the sun's shining, when the brother's right, when the dirt's right, when it's time to do this, it's time to do this. And you know, that's a, a lot of Sunday mornings. When, when it's time to go to church, hey, it's raining. It's going to rain tonight. We have to get this crop in. I'll, I'll, I'll be home when it does. That's uh, yeah. Um, Saturday, prime example, uh, um, Saturday night, you know, it got cold. We're in the citrus business now. Citrus doesn't like cold weather, so we have to freeze protect. We turn water on at 1030. The well doesn't work right. Honey, I'm, yeah. I got to go to the farm. You know, I get a text at one o'clock. Just checking on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed back home. You know, get home. Got to get back out at three thirty and go back at it again. I mean, it's it, it's the but but that's like that with any business. Everybody has their hiccups. But sure. On, but on the farm, it just it's uh, a lot of hiccups happen Monday through Friday, <laughs> and then you have a weekend to unwind or you know, or, <laughs> and then hey, you know, I got to get on this Monday and get it done by Tuesday or something. Um. A lot of folks would call me impatient, but I'm not impatient. I'm just, I'm just trained that a, a day will make a big difference. If you do not react to something on the farm, if you have a bug or a pest eating you up, you better do something about it or yeah. fix and take your crop. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, I, um, like I said, I'm not impatient. <laughs> I just can't wait. I can't, I can't wait not to do something. That I know I, that I have to do. It's got to be done. <laughs> and now's right. the time. Exactly right. right. So, um, <laughs> that's the way I've gotten wired. It was like, why wait till tomorrow? Let's just you know, take 30 minutes. Let's knock it out now. Let's get uh, it done. Well, I mean, I thought we was going to, no, 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 now. <laughs> so 
Well, I'm, I'm glad you chose to uh, go ahead and knock out uh, our podcast now. Exactly right. Uh, so, because this has been this has been fascinating stuff to talk about, Justin, and, and and you know, even though you and I have talked about some of this stuff and bits and pieces in different places, it's neat to kind of hear all the story together. I've learned things today. I just I was unaware of, and uh, it's just really exciting to think about what the future holds, not just for you and what you're doing, but the kind of stuff you're talking about is going to impact this entire community in this entire area. I mean, agriculture is, is so key to our very existence down here. So it's neat to see somebody in that space with a passion for what they do and for where they do it and to see what that future could look like. I'm just really impressive. Well, you know, I'm a, I've often seen these, these, the older generation that I speak of, of like being just champions for ag. And I'm like, man, they really, like this ag stuff. And, and I feel like I'm there now. I, I love, like, when you come to the farm, mm-hmm. we could have went to any farm. It ain't got to be my farm. Sure. It could be to a farm, just the closest one here. And I can, and I'd love to tell you, you know, this is what this guy goes through, or so and so, so and so. This is how this has worked. I mean, not really talking about the trials and tribulations, just saying, hey, yeah, think about it this way. You know, you put, you know, um, little, little details make big differences in the farm. I mean, Three percent, you know, if your planter is not planting right, if you're off three or four percent, if you don't get your seed right from the start, then that three or four yeah. percent will morph into ten percent of your your gross sales at the end. I yeah. mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's 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 neat to go out and and make people look different past the ag. Besides the old picture of the the man in overalls and the and the housewife with the pitchfork, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're we're. Word. I love the science of it. I mean, you and I were talking about, you know, humidity uh, gauges and, and all the, the tech stuff that you've got that's monitoring the citrus. Because oh, yeah. if that humidity level gets out of whack, if the, the what's going on in the soil gets out of whack, I mean, it just crushes everything. And like you said, this is a tree that's got to produce for 30 years. That's right. If it doesn't grow right out of the gate, you're done. Yeah, it, it's um, it's not an easy, it's not a quick fix if you mess something up. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. We're not all perfect. We mess a lot of things sure. up. We, we, we trim some trees. I wish we hadn't trimmed a little too hard or something, but you know what? We know not to do it on the next ones. You live and you learn. So, um, but yeah, I, I it's, uh, again, it's a, the ag is a family and, and, and I feel like I am neck deep in that family now of, of people. I know the people that, that, that support me, the people I support and, mm-hmm. and have become that, champion for the ag so yeah it's uh that's pretty cool it, it's it's a very neat industry i you know i'm, I'm glad that it that it picked me <laughs> well we appreciate uh you know what you're doing there and, and just what you're doing for our community and for our farmers and yeah, for the entire industry justin i can't thank you enough for that and i really can't thank you enough for coming in and uh, doing a beyond the bank podcast yeah with me. yeah well i thoroughly enjoyed our chat no problem no problem well you happen to catch me on a good day i got a meeting up here in a little while so that's 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 one of the reasons why you got me today. I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, next time we'll uh, we'll get we'll get together in a pickup truck, and uh, you can teach me a little bit more about what's going on out there in the fields. Love to. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you, Justin, and uh, thank you to our loyal listeners of Beyond the Bank. Until next time, I'm Brad, and this is Beyond the Bank.